Hi there. Welcome to the Mentoring Club podcast. In this podcast series, you are listening to pairs of mentors who were put together randomly. They all joined the Mentoring Club to share their experiences and insights in one-on-one -on -one sessions. But now, with this podcast, we are widening our spectrum to allow more people to learn and grow. The topics and discussions you will be listening to are as diverse as these pairs. In case you want to know more or meet one of our mentors, visit mentoring-club.com. And now, lean back and enjoy the talk. Hi, this is Konstantin Slavovsky. And this is Monique Zidnik. We are mentors from the Mentoring Club. Indeed we are. And today we've sat down to talk about the hiring process as a communications tool. Konstantin, just to very quickly introduce yourself and your perspective. Well, my name is Konstantin Slavovsky. I'm the CEO of Kesa. I've been involved in the recruitment industry for nearly 20 years at this point, and I'm very passionate and have dedicated my career so far to the effective execution of strategic hiring. So not talking about just getting people in, but making sure that you're hiring the right people. You know what right looks for your organization and you know how to define a hiring process so that it effectively reflects your organization, your business to the candidate community. And I'm coming to this conversation from a internal communications and communications perspective with a smattering of marketing mixed in, obviously. I'm really interested in speaking to you today, Constantine, about the hiring process as a communications tool. What do you mean by that? Well, the hiring process is a, it's a tool for communicating not only your, your brand as an employer, but also your mission, your vision, your values as an organization. And it is also in part a tool for retention, for retaining your staff. You know, the, the fact that you get someone to join your, your organization doesn't mean that they'll stay within the organization. So the hiring process is a reflection of you as an organization. Do you think companies do it well? No. I don't. Honestly, I don't think companies do it well. I think companies uh, think they do it well. I'm pretty confident that most hiring managers think that they're very good at interviewing. That isn't necessarily always true. There's actually very few people that have received any formal education in regards to interviewing and hiring processes and setting up hiring processes. I think a lot of hiring processes are done from the perspective, right, we need to hire. And some basic questions such as, why do we need to hire are not asked early in, in the process. And thus the definition of the hiring process is skewed. And do you, uh, have you seen marketing or internal communications people involved in this at all? Or is it almost like the hiring people kind of left with a list of questions? Well, that, that used to be the, the case that hiring was very much left to you know, HR to deal with and the hiring manager would come in and, and hire. There, There is, however, now definitely a push towards thinking about how the hiring process is reflective of, of your organization. I have also seen some hiring teams bring on dedicated people for content creation with regards to recruitment, for creating marketing material specifically to 
cater for the, the candidate attraction as well as the candidate experience. There is still a long way to go. And I think companies are only just starting to wake up to how critical this can be and how much of an effect it can have on the on the bottom line. Actually, one of my favorite examples of, of this is from the UK. There's this company called Virgin Media. Mm-hmm. And a few years back, they did a they did this research. Someone had this wonderful idea of checking whether the people that they interviewed for jobs at Virgin Media actually stayed as customers. You know, how many of them stayed as customers? And when they looked at this data, they realized that because people were having a bad recruitment experience, they were having a bad candidate experience within the or- with the organization, the company was losing over three million pounds a year because wow. people simply didn't want to pay that company money because of the bad experience that they had. And this is just part of why using recruitment as a communication tool is so important. It has an effect on what people say and think and do with regards to your organization. And do you think that the marketing functions within many of these organizations have even thought about this beyond recruitment marketing? We need to you know, push out things on LinkedIn and and have a little brand logo or something on there. Do you think the, the marketing people have twigged to the connection, not only with the actual recruitment process, but the whole of internal communications being connected with the external organization? So internal is external. I love that question. So I think there is a huge disconnect with how marketing is perceived. You know, most recruitment agencies perceive marketing as that department that makes pretty presentations. Yeah. Uh, same goes with in-house, uh, in-house organizations. They look at marketing as this, this place that will display the brand, the logo, the um, organizational values that will make job descriptions look pretty. There is, however, still this misconception about how to use communications effectively, how to use marketing effectively to create a candidate experience. You know, we were talking about this earlier, talking about, you know, you've got the customer experience, you know, how how customers basically join the funnel to do business with with you as as a business. Well, it's very much the same with candidates. In recruitment, the candidate is your your customer and you need to be thinking about how to develop that that customer journey for them and it's not about the pretty logos yes pretty logos are nice but it's about how they experience that journey i i mean i agree completely i know so many very amazing positive stories of recruitment and also those horror stories where yeah somebody thought it would be a good idea to do a stress interview or someone didn't train or even prepare the interviewer or the niceties of just keeping contact after the interview process was completely missed and I do I do wonder about how that you know a person has a bad experience and then they you know tell their friends about it and then that smear of the brand name is spread Mm. and yeah, I, I also don't understand customer experience is something that 
every organization is touting. Everyone can talk through the customer experience and the importance of it and the importance of being customer focused. And this is a really simple concept. And as you said, in the sales funnel process, why is it not being applied elsewhere? Like the, the knowledge being applied in, a, in other situations such as the recruitment? Well, unfortunately, there is this focus in recruitment on the transaction, right? You need to hire. And if, if you look at the, the way that in-house teams are forced to function, it's not that they want to function this way, but because of the organizational structure, they're forced to function in a very transactional way. You know, the business has a specific need. The recruitment, the in-house recruitment team is required to deliver on that. And they can be so overwhelmed with the the numbers. I mean, it is it is not unusual for me to speak to recruiters that are having eight, ten interviews a day. I mean, uh, unless you're really hardy, that's going to make a mush of your brain at some point, or you're just going to check out. And that that transaction doesn't, you know, when we get to that type of recruitment, that transaction doesn't really leave a lot of room for a positive candidate experience. On the other hand, if we look at a standard three-step interview process, there are 38 potential touch points outside of interviews that an organization can use to showcase its values, showcase its agenda, showcase its organization, showcase how it functions, and create engagement with the candidate. And if we keep looking at recruitment in a transactional way in the form of, you know, we need butts on seats. And one of my early managers said, you know, recruitment is all about butts on seats. Totally disagree with them, but there is that perception that recruitment is about just getting the right people in the organization. But the thing is to attract the right people, you need to give them a reason to come work for your organization. And if you're thinking, yeah, but you know, people move for, for salary, Sure, people like money. However, they don't stay because of the money. They stay because of your organization and what your organization stands for. The hiring process is a, is a beautiful way to showcase this very, very early on. You know, we were talking again about this earlier. The onboarding process begins with the first contact that a person has with the company. And that is usually not an interview. That is just the basic message. I agree with you completely from my experience in the, in the big wide world. It's almost like the internal communications and the employee experience starts once someone is actually in the office and in this case in today's uh, dispersed workforce situation sort of signed up and actually doing work. But I have heard of a lot of or some, I should say, organisations who are actually doing it well and start the process when the contract's signed and some others who actually have you know involvement or advice from a communications and marketing perspective right from that that get-go for example i've heard that sony gives some limited access to new employees once they've signed the contract that they haven't actually started work to certain areas of the internet or invites them to do product testing to get them involved in the employee experience from yeah from that that moment that a piece of paper has been signed and I think that does show 
trust as well to an employee or a potential, you know, an, an employee that's about to onboard to give them inside information before they actually, the actual start date. Sure, absolutely. But, you know, the the communication aspect. So when I, when I work with clients, when I'm consulting clients on structuring their hiring processes, it's not only about, you know, what interviews are we going to hold and who's going to hold those interviews and what is the purpose of these interviews. It is also looking at, okay, reminding them that an interview is a 50-50 job. You know, they need to be able to sell the organization. They need to be able to answer questions. They need to be able to leave room for questions. And an interview needs to be a conversation. It is not an interrogation. And it is still very often perceived as an interrogation. You know, I... I come in to check if you're the right person for me. Well, that candidate is there to check whether you're the right organization for them. And communication doesn't always have to be verbal when you're when you're hiring. Of course, now we're uh, we're in you know, lockdown light in Berlin, and there's serious lockdowns around the world. Communication is very much digital at the moment. However, it doesn't need to necessarily be verbal. And I've got this beautiful example from one of the clients that we work with, and they've been doing this for years, and I love it. When they send out a contract to to a candidate, so they've gone through the entire hiring process, but to sweeten the deal, they stuff the envelope full of Haribos. Mm. But that says so much about the organization. That shows you that they've got a sense of humor. They... Are nice they're human it's not it's not a cold piece of paper it's Haribo's I mean who doesn't like Haribo's I mean seriously how nice is that but it is a form of communication it's nonverbal communication and I bet you that in the history of the time that they've been doing this there have been people that sat on the fence about signing that contract got the Haribo's and said right that's the that's the straw that broke the camel's back. I'm signing this. I like this company. I'm sure it's happened. And, you know, this is forethought. This is a strategic approach to, to hiring. It's what companies use to showcase themselves. So do you think it's the marketing people who should be caring about the recruitment process and asking to be invited to the table? Or do you think it's the internal communications people who should take this on within an organization or do you think it's the responsibility of HR to see the need see recruitment is very often put into into the basket of HR yeah? recruitment is actually a lot closer to marketing it is very much an outbound function HR is an inbound function this is very much an outbound function. It is about creating engagement, creating interest, creating conversations. This is what marketing is about. You're creating engagement, you're communicating, you're creating conversations, you're creating an opportunity for a conversation, whether that conversation needs to be a six-month conversation or a three-day conversation, you're creating that. So I do think that there's definitely a lot more space for marketing to be involved in recruitment. But more importantly, I do think that recruitment needs to be much better trained in regards to marketing as well as communication and the effective use of these tools in creating a candidate experience and this is this is still early days for that journey 
and the companies that are getting it right, and we have seen this in companies in the US already, are getting it right, they're reaping the benefits because what you end up getting is the A players want to work for your brand. And I'm not talking about necessarily brands like Google or Facebook, or yeah, not everyone wants to work for that, but people do want to work for a brand that aligns with, with them, aligns with their values, aligns with their life and companies that are able to represent this effectively to a great extent through the hiring experience are the ones that are going to be winning. Can I ask you who those companies are? Ooh. Uh, so a company that... Who, who, who should we be looking to for, for inspiration? And Zappos, for, for starters, has been, has been a great organization with regards to how they recruit. They're, they're a fun place for that. I, the, the standard, the, the kind of standard that everyone thinks about when they're looking for interview questions, when they're Googling before an interview, what questions should I be asking? You know, it's obviously everyone looks at what Facebook and, uh, and Google and, and Twitter and Airbnb are doing. And uh, those companies are actually not very good examples because the number of people that they need to hire and because of the extremely strong brand that they have they are very picky and choosy and from my taste it's gone a little bit too data and transaction focused mm-hmm. uh, in terms of in terms of hiring though i have to say that the hiring process at airbnb was quite good back when you know we weren't in lockdown and the company was was definitely thriving but there are a lot of much smaller startups that we don't hear of very often that have very engaging very personal processes and this is actually really important because you know going back again to Google's and Facebook's and Amazon's and so on right their processes are built for their organizations their their hiring processes the the way they use their hiring processes as a communication tool are built for the purpose of their organization the fact that it does work for Google doesn't mean that it'll work for a company of 150 people based in Berlin actually chances are it won't so you need to sit down and discover what the best hiring process is for you as an organization. And a lot of companies don't do that. I think you've just echoed sort of the mantra of every communication specialist <laughs> who who loves strategy because everybody knows that you can't just apply one strategy and cookie cut it to a completely different target audience and completely different objectives and goals. You've got to and tailor to your audience, to what you're trying to achieve, um, to the channels that you've got available and to the messages that you want to convey. And also, you know, that um, experience component, what kind of experience do you want to be giving people? So I have to honestly say, I never really thought about recruitment as having such a marketing communications component, but the, the parallels are just absolutely they're they're there and you know communication to a large extent is not about what you say or what you do it's how you make people feel right that's kind of the and um, there is this actually your countryman um greg savage he, he was a very early mentor for me and greg is a, a bit of a legend in the in the recruitment world he's been around for uh, you know since the early 80s and I met Greg early in my career, and he, he said, you know, remember what you need to, what you really need to remember is that people will not remember years down the line how you, you know, what you said or what you did. 
they will, however, remember how you made them feel. And actually, Nick, we discussed this earlier, and you had a brilliant story that that came with this. You know, you, you were you were talking about this horror of an interview that you had. Uh, you know, uh, I, I had an an interview. Um, unnamed company. <laughs> an unnamed company. <laughs> And um, it was clouded in secrecy as to what the process was. Uh, it, it was for a, a role at the company that I was already working at. I wanted to cry. I, um, it was needless to say, I did. I did get the role, but but that's another story. <laughs> yeah, it was an interesting experience. Yeah, and the interesting thing is that I. Know, I People aren't seeing this because we're not on camera, but I, I can see the the emotion, the negative emotions on on your face and in your body language, uh, with regards to that interview. And we spoke about this actually actually yesterday. And you didn't really remember the questions from the interview, but you definitely vividly remembered how that interview made you made you feel. And there's there's multiple examples of this when we when we speak to people. I, I've in fact, I did a I did a video quite recently um, that I posted, and, and we were um, and this was quite a senior position, and this was a, a candidate that was being interviewed for for a leadership position, an engineering leadership position, and this person ended up having an interview with the founder of a of a company who was on the rush at a train station or an airport, and the interview started off with. I don't have much time, so tell me why you want to work for us. That is, you know, that, it's completely that, the wrong message. That to is be completely sending. the wrong it's message. Like, you're and, unimportant. I don't have time for you. What have you got to offer me? What are you communicating about yourself um, as a as a business, as a hiring manager? How how you are treating people in an interview is going to reflect on how people can be expected to be treated once they're employed by you. And and also from the CEO, can I just say, it's like the leader and the, the flag person of the organisation, the personality that we as communicators often use to, to position and give a human face to the organisation. It's This is a perfect example of how hiring is a communication tool. you know, And, it, and I'm not talking only about the the interview itself it's the fact that the interview is not being taken seriously the fact that it is being taken on the rush on the go somewhere um it, interesting i was also in a uh in a conversation with someone yesterday and we were talking about being interviewed by the ceo of a relatively well-known berlin large organization who shall remain unnamed at this point however they were doing tell me later they were doing yeah i will tell you later um they were doing interviews you know they'd be doing like a batch of 10 interviews in a car 10 to 15 minutes each you know they had a name and a number they didn't know who the person was there wasn't a prepared uh set of questions there wasn't a, a line of questioning it was just you know let's talk why do you want to come work for me Okay, yeah, that doesn't sound... It, it was just 
this type of conversation that didn't lead to anything and left a bad impression. Actually, this interview um, that I was told about happened seven years ago. Until this day, that person said, I will never apply to any company that is backed by that business. And, you know, people remember how you make them feel. And if someone feels they are not taken seriously, if someone feels that they are not being uh, given the right respect, and then, then why should they want to come work for you now or ever? And this needs to be this needs to be kept in mind. And how you're hiring communicates volumes about your business. It, not not to mention the whole social aspect of it. Everybody knows social media has just spread the conversation. So of having damage done to your organisation through the the individuals or the candidate candidates network, friends, potentially on social media. Hmm. Well, you, you know, as well as I do, and you know a lot more people than I do, but Berlin is a village, yeah? And people in a village talk. So if someone has a bad hiring experience with you or your business, they will be telling their friends about it. And guess what? Those friends are probably gonna be thinking about applying for a job for you or maybe interviewing with you at some point. And then, you know, at that random party, there's going to be that interaction. Oh, yeah, you're applying to that job? Yeah, I applied to that company two years ago. It was really bad. They, you know, didn't provide me with any feedback. They didn't... That conversation happens all the time. And thus, your culture is, is being talked about without you knowing it. How you hire is, is a way of controlling that narrative but very often it's forgotten, which is why it's so important to bring in communications professionals into designing the hiring process from that communication perspective. But I, I don't know, I might be I might be having a pipe dream here, you know? <laughs> I, I think you've just put another speck on the communications professionals skills list there and, and roles and responsibilities, which I think would be a very fascinating area for, for communications to to move into and, and to be able to help out with across the business. So, Constanti, thank you so much for Money. spending the time and, and sharing these ideas. You've completely opened my eyes to the importance of, I guess, brand management really from in, in all aspects, not just from looking at the external audience and the internal audience, but looking at those overlap audiences as well, such as in the recruiting space. Thank you, Monique, for having me. This has been very interesting and, yeah, makes us, makes us dream big about how we use hiring to communicate effectively. <laughs>